I'd like us to do a little loving kindness practice before we do the blessing chords. And as you gaze at the image of this earth, earth rise, and all the beings on it, the ones who are suffering, the ones who are happy, the ones who are causing happiness, the ones who are causing suffering, and they change around, they're not always the same, you know. And the, the animals and plants, the life that makes up this earth. All of what Chief Seattle calls the beasts. He says if what happens to the beasts happens to humankind. And begin to do the practice of loving kindness, which is to open your heart. And first, as you see this globe, to think of the people you love the most living their lives on this mysterious earth and wish them well. May they be safe and protected. Maybe they be healed and well in body and mind. May they be filled with the tenderness of compassion and loving kindness. May they live with a loving heart. May they be happy. And feel your well-wishing for those you love, those you're close to, moving around in this mysterious earth. Then realize that all the others, all the other humans and all the animals, the non-humans, they all have mothers, fathers, Most have sisters and brothers. They have their struggles and their hopes and their wishes. They're actually part of your family. Needless to say, some parts of your family don't behave so well. It's part of family. But they're part of our family, all of them. And wish, as you look at this beautiful globe. May you be free from hatred, all of you. May you be free from fear. May you remember the heart of compassion and kindness, whoever you are. May you plant seeds of goodness and happiness.
And the phrase in the text on loving kindness says, spreading the spirit of loving kindness and compassion to beings everywhere in all forms, omitting none, the great heart of compassion and kindness. Here we are, floating through the vastness of space and time. For we must laugh and we must sing, says Yeats, for we are blessed by everything, and everything we look upon is blessed. Send your good wishes and your blessings to beings in every form. You can leave that image there, Jesse, and the lights as they are. So the last thing of the evening is this. Again, quite optional. Um, I'd like us to make or to create what are called blessing cords. Sometimes they're called protection cords. Somebody asked this great lama, what do they protect you from? said, why yourself, of course, the main protection that we need, human beings. But in order to make them, um, first you have to set an intention. Sometimes it's called a vow in Buddhist practice. In Zen you might sit and say, sentient beings are numberless, I vow to save them all. I've talked about this often here. The problem being when you get home that the people you live with don't want to be saved by you, right? So it has to have some other meaning than that. And the meaning really is that you set the compass of your heart for each situation and each circumstance. The vow in Diane Ackerman's poem, she writes, in the name of daybreak, and the eyelids of morning and the wayfaring moon and the night when it departs, I swear I will not dishonor my soul with hatred, but offer myself humbly as a guardian of nature, a healer of misery, a messenger of wonder, and an architect of peace. I read this to uh, 
one of the great lamas that teaches together with the Dalai Lama, he said, oh, where did you get that Bodhisattva vow? I want that, you know. It's nice to see it all going back and forth across the... So in order to create these blessing cords, I'd like you to close your eyes for a moment. Very simply, and in the quiet, in the darkness of this time of year, you get to listen to the light within, to your heart. And if you were to make a vow or set an intention, a long-term vow, an intention of the heart, a direction, what would yours be this day in December? And it can be very simple. I vow to be kind. I vow to see the beauty in every being I meet. What would yours be? Now, letting your eyes open, later on I'd suggest that you write this or put it in your phone or wherever you keep your treasures. Um, (laughs) But before you do that, the next step is I want to ask you to do something quietly that will take words. And that is if you're comfortable or willing to turn toward a person next to you And to listen to them, not a conversation, no commentary, to listen to them speak out loud the vow that they just made or the intention they set, and then to speak yours. This is a conversation of the heart. It's a different kind of conversation than we usually have. Pay attention to what it's like. So go ahead, turn to person next to you. And, you know, if you need to, you can make three, but no conversation Just a silent listening. when you're finished turn back quietly and then if I could have a number of people distribute clumps of these around the room take them and divide them into you know clumps and pass them in the front and the back so people can pass them down the road you don't want to give them out individually just give them a bunch of them how was that to Listen 
to somebody else's intention or vow. How was that for you? Was it okay? It's kind of not our usual conversation, is it? It's actually something that's kind of special in a way to hear and listen and be touched in a way from another. So as the red cords are being passed around, let me talk about them a little bit for those of you who are going to do this and are interested. Is there an extra one up front here somewhere? Great, just for demo. So they're they're part of an ancient ritual that goes across most of Asia where the a thread, a cotton cord or thread, is used in marriages and healing ceremonies and blessings and all kinds of rituals because it's considered to be um, the thread that symbolizes that we're woven together in this mystery, that we're living on that planet that you see woven in the in the field of life with all the rest of life. You breathe with it and you eat with it. It is you. So this is this is who you are. You're woven with it. And its particular color, it's also considered to be one thread from the robe of a monk or a nun. Um, so that you wear your robes into the marketplace. You're really a monk or a nun. A monk or a nun in drag, maybe, going into the marketplace. But this is your real garment. I have this one I got from the Dalai Lama. And it's a reminder of that intention you made and of your true nature. So to activate your blessing cord, we have to tie three knots in it. We're almost done. The first knot is called the knot of refuge. And in, does anybody not have a red cord? Raise your hand. One person there and a few in the back. Are there extra cords? Pass them this way. Great. Um, the first knot, sometimes called the knot of refuge, is really the knot of your connection to that which is holy or sacred. And for some, in the Buddhist tradition, it's the Buddha or Buddha and Dharma, the teachings of awakening. Um, for others, there are a thousand names for that which is holy, that which is the source to which you turn, that which inspires and reminds you. So hold your cord and reflect on the deepest connection to the sacred in whatever form that is, the refuge or support you have. And when you're ready, let yourself tie a knot in the center of the cord to remind you of this connection that you have to the vastness and to the sacred in whatever form touches you. Then the second knot is the knot of compassion. 
And it starts really simply holding the cord up by making the intention to not harm yourself and others as best you can. To not cause harm. That's the basis of compassion. Yes, to alleviate suffering, but first not to add to it in your words, in your deeds, in your action. You know, to have a reverence for life and a care for one another. To not cause harm out of compassion and to respond caring for yourself and others. Um, So this is the knot of the great heart of compassion. May I help alleviate suffering and may I not cause harm to myself or others. And reflect in your own way on what that means to you. And then tie the second knot in, which is the commitment to that. Heart of compassion, kindness. And then the third knot is the knot of the intention or vow that you just made and spoke aloud if you did. You set the compass of your heart in this direction. You set a deep and beautiful intention or vow. Remember it now. And tie the third knot in the cord to carry this And now your blessing protection cord is fully activated. (laughs) If you wish to wear it, again, all optional. If you want it around your neck, as mine is, you can put it around your back of your neck and let the two ends hang down. If you want it around your wrist, wrap it two or three times and let the two ends hang down. And then as our way of closing, I'd like us to do a very simple chant the chant in the in the uh, um, greetings that you find across much of India, people will put their hands together and say Namaste, and the root of the word Namaste is in Sanskrit, Pali, the word Namo, which means to honor or bow to. And I want us to chant Namo for a time, and you can feel as we chant it or sense what you want to bow to. You can turn and, you know, inwardly bow to this beautiful blue pearl that's floating, to the people you love, to the things you care about, to the people who are in trouble, to their helpers, to whatever it is. Um, So let's begin to chant, and then I'll invite you to turn to a person next to you and silently to tie on their cord and offer them a silent blessing. Na mo na mo add harmony na 
keep it going. Na mo and turn and tie. Na mo. Na mo. You can do three if you need to. Na mo. Na mo. Keep chanting. Na mo. Na mo. Na. So these aren't really teachings, they're reminders of something you already know. Whatever nourishment, whatever reminder touched you tonight in some way, something that you got or wear or carry, take it out into the world, sprinkle it around, have beautiful holidays. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.